Hello, 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 and welcome to Fully Blooming with me, Ola Parks. In a world where we are inundated with information telling us what to do and who to be, this podcast is here to remind you that you already have all the strength, power, and wisdom within you to fully bloom, and your intuition is the key to unlocking it all. Enjoy the episode. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Fully Blooming. Today, I'm here with my mum who I've mentioned a lot in my past episodes. And my mum is, well, her name is Kasha Parks, or Katarzyna Parks, and she is a therapist and energy worker. So it definitely runs in the family. Thank you for coming on my podcast and being my first guest. Thank you for inviting me. It's a real honour. Thank you very much. You also have a podcast. I also have a podcast and I think Ola will put all the information below. So I yeah, I have a podcast. I also record meditations in Polish and English and I work a lot with the divine feminine and masculine and a lot of other things. So I think there will be information. Lo- lots of information. And I wanted to bring you on the podcast because I think this generation or my generation, we definitely stay at home a little bit longer than a lot of other generations, probably. I mean, I don't, I can't remember when you left home, but it was very much a, you turn 18 or you go to university and then you leave home. Whereas for our generation, because of lots of different reasons, we do stay at home a little bit longer. And I think the dynamics of our relationship has definitely changed since I've been living at home for the, like I was at home during university because I moved university and um, then a few years kind of here and there in between figuring things out. And that's definitely affected our relationship. And yeah, that's why I wanted to bring you on because I think it's a topic that's not really discussed at the moment, but it's something that is definitely prevalent for a lot of people. Mm, Yes, there's a lot of things uh, and I just need to tell you, whoever is listening, I'm Polish, so I was brought up a bit different. Ola was brought up in England, so again, things that are happening in England are a bit different, because when I studied, we studied for five years, I actually stayed at home, because you were not studying in a different city, you just stayed in your city. So I'm used to being at home and children being at home. Obviously, in England, it's it's different, because uh, people leave home very early at 18, and uh, for me it was a bit early so maybe that's why you came back i've created (laughs) the situation but obviously uh, then you know i left at 25 because i got married i moved to england so things changed so i really flew the nest when i was 25 and uh, yes till about 23 25 you sort of stay at home but your generation is called the boomerang generation so you come back after being away, then you come back because obviously of the economic situation, everything that's going on, it's very difficult to buy a flat or, or to just live on, on your own or with someone else. But uh, it brings a lot of issues, obviously, because I think the kids that are coming back, they're not kids anymore, they're young people. They're used to certain arrangements, but obviously we treat you as grown-ups now and parents expect certain things so maybe washing the dishes or cleaning or partaking in the everyday life so things need to change and 
when you came back you started looking into different options what you want to do and you started the healing journey as well which was very interesting because obviously my healing journey and my work with energy has been going for much longer so i'm pleased i could help you but also uh, it's interesting to watch hmm. i can imagine and i think for me personally it was incredibly hard having lived abroad having studied abroad lived with friends or just done a lot of different things and then having to come back home was a real struggle because obviously i had kind of flown the nest and i'd found this independence and enjoyed it and then it was incredibly hard to kind of come back and i'm going to say you you say you treat us like adults <laughs> but there's obviously going to be an element of you're always going to be our parents and so it's kind of finding that new balance of it's not a child adult relationship anymore it's more adult adult relationship and then i know i've definitely had the thoughts also because i'm an only child that you know when the time comes <laughs> um you know it is just me at the end of the day if when you and dad fly the nest <laughs> and that was definitely playing on my mind so then that brought up a lot of different emotions and you spoke about my healing journey which obviously is continuing and ever evolving and growing but for me that was a big thing to work through that feeling of I want to spend time with you because I don't know how long you're going to be around and that guilt and I even mentioned it yesterday versus also wanting to leave and I think the longer that I stayed the harder it was for me to leave because then obviously every year you were getting older and you're not old but Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but it was definitely a it became a very hard situation I found it very very hard to know and I know um, a few of my friends are currently going through that at the moment it's this I don't know you have an argument or a disagreement or whatever and then for me it was instantly this guilt of <gasps> oh my gosh, Like <laughs> I'm going to regret that and I'm going to. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely been a hard, for me, a, quite a difficult dynamic. Mm. Okay, because it's very interesting. You're probably touching on the subject of a single child, just, just the only child. Because I have a sister, so obviously it was different. The dynamic was different at home. Uh, I wasn't uh, the only child, so it's difficult for me to say, oh, I thought this or I thought that. But... Thank you for mentioning it, the, the guilt. And maybe it's a bit too early to take on the parent role. Yes, probably you will have to take on the parent role, hopefully as late as possible. And we're still able and we're still okay. And I think with the children, our children, it's because you have to start living your life. We expect you to start, yes, to fly the nest and to grow to work to set up your family whatever you want to do and uh, we are still young so usually your friends parents will be still young we are not in our 80s or 90s when the problems may start so maybe it's a message to all the young people who are listening we at least maybe my generation we don't expect you to take care of us yet mm. <laughs> Yeah. You know, maybe start saving for later, but not yet. We really want you to live your life. We really want you because it's your time. Mm. You have to do it now. Yeah, and I think it was the 
it was almost like I ju- I felt like I jumped a section because it was almost when I was living outside of the family home or I was living abroad it was definitely when we saw each other I definitely felt that it was more adult adult but then when I came back home I felt like I jumped that section and I went straight into the parent role of I need to take responsibility for you two so I would get very frustrated because I was sending you recipes because I'm like why are you eating that you're older you need to look after yourself why are you still I really start to feel very old here (laughs) (laughs) but it was a very big uh and obviously it all came from a place of I want you guys as around as long as possible but at the same time the last I don't know year or more I've kind of just been like you know what you've got your own life (laughs) you have you're doing great anyway and just to let almost let you go we let go as parents we let go you know most of us obviously there are different parents and different cases of parenting but uh, yes we had to let go you you really made us let go about when you were 18 because you wanted to be independent you wanted to do your own things and we we had to let go and yeah and I didn't just I also moved country <laughs> I didn't just go to university I moved country yeah. to do a ski season so mm-hmm. that was a hmm, I didn't yeah. it was yeah very long time ago because I'm very old now but it's no it's all good it's obviously parenting and 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 having children and being a child it's difficult and you know I can speak now I was a child to my parents but now I'm, I'm a parent and it's the the biggest lesson the biggest teaching time in your life because our children teach us a lot and we either learn or not if we don't learn it's very painful so it's better to learn and obviously you've only had me a daughter so do you think there's well there definitely is but a mother-daughter dynamic oh definitely and as you know our families mainly women we run my my mother's line is women there's a lot of very strong women in the family so probably genetics but also unconsciously i've given you this traits of being independent of doing your own things because looking at my grandmother, who had, I think, five sisters and a brother, and all the sisters had daughters, and then my mom had two daughters. My sister and I have a daughter, so each. So, <laughs> not the same one. <laughs> and uh, a lot of women, and that's why probably it was easier for me to bring up a girl, but maybe because my father was an army officer, a colonel, so he gave us a lot of masculine traits as well so probably i've given you both i'm not sure but uh, yes we were brought up in a sense to be princesses but on the other hand i know how to set up an ikea shelf or (laughs) how to repair a lamp my dad would love me to repair a tank but i didn't go that far (laughs) and do you think Hmm, that's I didn't I've never thought about that um but do you think that if you'd had a son things would have been very very different or you would have 
I think it would be a different lesson because, uh, yes, I, I grew up in a very masculine uh, environment, obviously in a sort of military area, but also uh, I studied economics, I was in a science class, so I was always surrounded by men and I, by men, and uh, I was comfortable. I, I like male environment because it's very logical, straight, and I had to learn how to be in the feminine. But on the other hand, I probably would have no idea how to bring up a boy. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, obviously I would do it and uh, it would happen, but it would be a completely, completely different lesson. And this might be too deep, but would there be, would there, would you do anything differently? specifically bringing me up not your whole life <laughs> you know bringing a girl up and obviously i'm talking from the position of a mother you would have to talk to your father to to find out his take on it but uh, especially in my family yes we bring up girls so you can succeed in life so you can be successful so you can be uh, Maybe not a survivor, but if anything goes wrong, you fall down, but you get up again. This is the most important thing. With a boy, probably it will be the same, but maybe... And also probably I, yeah, I was the bad policeman. Your father was the <laughs> <laughs> softy. And I was the one who would say, no, you can't do it or you can't go. But I thought maybe at 14 or 15 going to Greece with some girls just on your own maybe it wasn't a good idea but it was my opinion <laughs> oh, yep. with a boy probably i would think the same but uh, yeah i'm sure there will be more sport and i'm not very sporty so it would be very difficult yeah i've definitely adapted or taken in more sport since i've left home <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so talking about the masculine feminine you obviously have a program about it and which again I didn't know about because for context my mum has been doing the energy and healing work for over 15 years now I think and so when it, you were starting it I remember you showing us different things in the kitchen and me and Tata that's my dad um, were just we couldn't stop giggling because it was just so <laughs> alien and now obviously I found it on kind of my own path and then we've kind of come together and merged and things but um and I'm so grateful that I get to talk to someone about it because it is a little bit sometimes like what is going on or like this has just happened please can you help me or um yeah and, and I can only tell you what I know what I've experienced and obviously your journey is shorter but I feel you know if we're talking about generational difference for my generation it's really odd and it's really something you didn't do because we went to work, uh, we studied, we did things the right way. Let's call it the right way. And the normal. The normal way. Yes, maybe it's not the right way, but the normal way, the usual way. And then when I went and did something else, it was, I questioned obviously myself a lot because, okay, I have two MAs, my parents had PhDs, what am I doing and, and what's going on? But your generation, thanks to all the media, thanks to internet, which we didn't have 
uh, you are so much more open and you are so much exposed to all these things. So if you're having moon circles that you were running and probably you run again, or if you're posting your meditations, for young people it's normal and it's brilliant because something has changed, the whole energy has changed and it's bringing another take. It doesn't mean everybody has got to do it, but sometimes you want to try something different, you want to see something different. And okay, let's come to a moon circle or let's do a meditation. And so many people talking about trauma now, which we were told just get on with it. I can't imagine going to my parents and saying, oh, I've got this problem or that. I just couldn't do it because they would say, you know, just deal with it. <laughs> and now I'm really grateful that you are coming to me and asking and hopefully many young people now have this opportunity as well i i hope they do hmm. yeah it's definitely change i mean even in the last i would say five years i've seen a real change and especially post the pandemic and the lockdown and everything it just met and it's all linked to mental health and it all just seems that it's now so much more accepted um and yet there is still an element of for me anyway i feel that it's a little bit woo woo and a little and it's almost that it's not fully i think a lot of what is shared on social media isn't fully grounded into our reality and i know that we've spoken about this and it's you can't just float off into whatever and live there because at the end of the day you need to live on this earth you are here on this earth right now to live and i think for me, that's where I've been finding that balance constantly, where I, of course, I want to go to ecstatic dances and I want to, but at the same time, I love going to restaurants and festivals and uh, skiing and socialising and enjoying just kind of very grounded life. But I think, like we spoke about it two or three nights ago, that you were talking about the new age and how there's a lot of pressure now to almost be... Mm. Perfect. Good or perfect, yeah. <laughs> it's it's probably not new. New age was 20 years ago. Now it's old age or <laughs> middle age. <laughs> but uh, And I'm really grateful. It's only taken you a year or so to realize you need to be grounded. It took me much longer because I loved flying away and being in the clouds. But uh, I think the old saying goes that before enlightenment, chop wood and carry water. After enlightenment, chop wood and carry water. Because... Everything that we're doing, energy work, anything, needs to be really grounded. We are here in the 3D. And that's why we're here, to experience everything. Yes, life may not be easy, and it happens, life happens. But we've come here to experience it. And probably the souls out there, or the angels, or whoever you believe in, or whatever you believe in, they envy us, because we can touch we can love, we can experience with all our senses, we can smell. So I think the sensual, all the senses that we have that really help us and, and ground us, but obviously our body, we have a body, which in the fifth dimension or other dimensions doesn't exist. It's all energy, but our energy is so dense that we have our bodies. But we've talked about the new age and it's about the spiritual bypassing. Meaning that 
oh, you're having problems, it's your fault because you created it. Yes, but we souls here, we are learning and yes, we make mistakes and we carry our traumas, our things in DNA from generations or if you believe in past lives, whatever. So give us some space. <laughs> that's, and that's why people have so many problems, I think, with spirituality and new age because oh, I'm doing something wrong, I'm not good enough or he's more spiritual than, than I am. When I was learning about energy, there was so much comparing. Oh, he's a better healer than I am. Or I'm better. I'm a better channeler. You are what you are. You will get better with experience. But uh, another thing is just just to finish this subject off is that we always have to be happy. And we always have to be smiling. And no, sometimes you want to be sad. Or sometimes you just need to be sad. <laughs> and not beating yourself up. And I think, <coughs> sorry, I think that's also something interesting that I touched on in my last podcast is that at the same time, there is this pressure to be for social media, especially to be authentic and to be vulnerable. And for me, that really grates me because we don't know who's watching on social media. We don't know who's, but it's almost that if you want to be validated or if you want to be um, seen as someone worth watching or worth listening you've got to be vulnerable you've got to bear your whole soul and I don't fully agree with that because I think you get to choose who you want to be vulnerable with and want to share with and um, maybe that's another thing that I've kind of picked up that oh and of course social media is there's a lot of fake things there's a lot of filters and illusions and everything but for me I'm there's I'm going through a weird stage of well, what do I actually want to share? And what is this going to... And I think it's where does it come from? Is this going to be helpful to someone? Or is this coming from a place of, I feel that I have to, because then I'm more authentic, then I'm more real. Um, but I think there's so many complexities to this now. Oh, but then if I cry, I should share that. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm showing I'm not happy all the time. Whereas, and I've also felt that I am happy a lot of the time at the moment and I've almost felt guilty for sharing that <laughs> and it's this ongoing uh, not battle but kind of figuring out and I think social media still is a relatively new space so it is how and it's really about tuning into how do I want to turn up not what everyone else is saying not what everyone else thinks how do I want to use this platform and container to share what I feel wants to be shared. I definitely, I'm not an expert on social media and it's your generation or even the, the next generation that's coming, you, you know so much more. And it brings up, yes, I stopped believing everything I see on the media, especially all the happy, clappy things, because nobody knows what's going on behind the scenes. And I probably most people don't believe all, all the happy stories, constant happy stories. So yes, maybe if you're showing yourself vulnerable sometimes. But I think the most important thing is where it's coming from. Do I want to show off because look at me, I've got a new hairstyle or I've got my nails done? Or is it because maybe what I'm saying may help someone? And it's so are you coming from the ego or are you coming from the service? 
you know I want to help someone I want to serve someone and do it for them but I definitely don't know about social media and sometimes uh, if we're talking about energy sometimes you just feel the energy sometimes I just can't open any social media because it just no I just can't go there and the next generations if you get more and more tuned into energy you will know what's going on and especially with the artificial intelligence we we won't know really soon we won't know what's news what's not news and Mm. what's going on but I think it's quite a scary thing so (laughs) that's a whole nother episode (laughs) Um, and I just wanted to quickly touch on this what we also spoke about this that you've got to be good you've got it because I I spoke to you last week and it was almost and I said is this good and you said well what is good there is no good and bad and I think I almost in that scenario I definitely fell into that trap of oh my gosh I didn't do this I didn't say this in the right way I I've been told that this is the way to do it and I didn't do that and there was a lot of guilt and shame associated for me with that because it was almost I've done something wrong and like you said it's almost this there is only one way to be the most spiritual or the most (laughs) Not even the most spiritual, but the most... The most perfect. Good, <laughs> or the most aligned, or the most... The goodest. Open, or... And I think... There isn't a one way, mean. because there are multitudes, unlimited ways. And also, what's the good, in your opinion, may not be good, in my opinion. It's We're talking about perfectionism, probably, here. It's got to be perfect, but what's perfect for me... It's not perfect for someone else because we all have the filters and yes, we can be peeling off the layers and but still we have our personality. We were brought up in a certain way. So I may think that uh, only wearing pink with green dots is perfect. But for someone it may be white with yellow stripes. <laughs> so because of all our filters, everything that we think, there's really no perfectionism okay the society and the culture has created some ideas of perfection but everything's changing and now the culture have made cultures have mixed everything is mixing it's very difficult what's perfect is when you feel that it's good enough that it's perfect but it's only your feeling because someone may say wow it was more than perfect for someone else it would be well i could have done better something so it's it's all our our own judgments in my opinion obviously so what would you say to someone who is just starting to maybe discover healing and kind of starting to peel off the layers and because there is so much information out there now you can look up potentially any trauma that you have and there will be some kind of way of unpicking mm. it or analyzing it or whatever and it's almost that there is this right way to address it or there is a right way to now act once you've addressed that so what would you say to someone mm. who is <laughs> it's a tricky question i didn't expect this one i would say going gently don't dive into deep water because it may do more harm than than good not that uh, obviously you sink or swim but you know, get some crystals, listen to Ola's podcasts and come to her sessions and talk to people, talk to people and you will find out that, okay, this person, hmm, 
hmm, yeah, I resonate with this person. And this one, hmm, I don't really feel it. And don't be scared to say, well, actually, this person doesn't work for me. Don't treat each person who's giving meditations, doing sessions as your guru, because you are your own guru. So don't go for everything that's available. Really use your discernment. And I think for me, that's where intuition has been so useful because I obviously was doing sessions with you. I was doing sessions with a colleague of yours and still do, but I, there is so much out there. There is the breath work. There is the movement. There is the true release. There is so, so much. Try everything if you can, if you can do it, brilliant. But then, okay, I've tried it. Didn't work. Don't feel guilty. (laughs) Don't feel bad. Mm. It works for you, great. It may not work for someone else. We are all different. Yeah. Cliche, but it's true. So I would add to that that try everything and then also what you just said, but don't feel guilty that Mm -hmm. that didn't really work. Or if it really didn't feel... Like for me, breath work, I do it probably once every six months because Mm -hmm. for me that is perfect and it will come to me when it comes to me. But I think... At the start, there's definitely that, oh my gosh, everything's so... And I can just release everything and then I'm just going to fly high and everything. And you almost want to do it all so quickly at the start because you suddenly unlock something. And actually, and maybe you have to go through that phase of uh, that kind of excitement at the beginning. And then you kind of calm down a little bit and be like, actually, I also need to live. Yeah. And I can't... And I've only just fully kind of appreciated and feel like I've started to embody that of it's that it's the same as oh I'll only I don't know put on a bikini when I have a six-pack or I will only do this when this and I definitely was harboring myself by oh but I need to do a little bit more healing on this oh I've got oh no and then I'll do that and I think it's I don't know if that's been your experience (laughs) Yes, it's yes. When you only, but when I started doing my meditation, it, it just came. I started channeling the meditation what, three years ago, I think, and I said, okay, I'm good enough or not good enough, I will do it, and and I did it. But also about this jumping to, if you jump, if you decide to jump deep, make sure you have someone to hold you, because it brings a lot of stuff. Uh, you know, it's it's energy work, it's working with emotions, and suddenly these things will start emerging. You will go down, you will go up. Have someone who will listen to you, who will hold the space. It could be a therapist, it could be a parent, a friend, but someone who's got experience and can hold the space for you. This is very, very important to do this work on your own. It's Okay, it's difficult, obviously, if someone wants to do it, they can do it, but it helps if you have someone to hold the space. And I think for me, it's actually sped things up in a way that I don't have to almost sit with or deal or because then my mind almost comes into it and will start to process and analyze it. And it's more, I've just noticed it's like, okay, this has come up. I'd really love to deal with this with someone, so I will book a session or something and I know that's me as well that's very much like okay cool (laughs) right oh interested in that and uh, I want to delve deep but um yeah I think someone holding the space and just having that safe space and it also is very lonely at Mm -hmm. times you can feel that you're going crazy or um lots of different things so I think 
finding for me it was finding someone almost neutral um that i could just be my complete self in that moment um without kind of thinking oh what are they going to think or what they're going to say to someone or so yeah that yeah. would be so probably a therapist is a good person because obviously they don't talk to anybody about what you're talking about and they have the experience uh, and yes they, they they can be there for you when things are opening and unraveling and no you're not going mad you're just coming back to yourself mm. <laughs> which sometimes feels like going mad which can be a little bit scary scary <laughs> <laughs> but you know we, we we don't want to scare you look no. at us we are not no, we're we're doing great i mean it took us about 10 minutes to start this episode because <laughs> we couldn't stop laughing so that was good <laughs> any final words no thank you again for having me and yeah good luck to all the parents and all the kids yeah. or young people <laughs> yeah we're it's adults. a journey to you to, to the young adults yes mm. sorry am i a young adult anymore Mi- middle age adult oh, <laughs> middle young adult. late 20s near 30s yeah. still a young adult thank you for coming on my podcast. thank you very much and i, I will be back <laughs> oh, yeah. thank you so much for listening and i hope that this episode has given you the inspiration encouragement and reassurance for you to start following your own intuition and to tap into that wealth of knowledge already within you if you're interested in diving deeper into your intuition and want to start reclaiming autonomy in your life all of my details are in the episode description below and you can find me on instagram at ola parks intuitive if you have any questions please reach out and if you enjoyed this episode please share rate and subscribe It really does make a huge difference. See you at the next episode of Fully Blooming. Great. (laughs) (laughs) This is going to take hours. Three, two. Okay. <laughs> Hello and well. Okay. <laughs> 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 Another episode of <laughs> F- <a> episode. <laughs> Are we going to be able to do this? Mm-hmm.